In a not-so-stable world, it is crucial to amplify the right message. At the Stream Grace Network, our goal is to do just that. We are adding to our stable of podcasters every month, and we are growing. This is where you come in. We want to share in that growth. If you are a small business owner looking to grow your business, we'd love it if you'd consider allowing one of our podcasters to endorse you, your products, or services. The best part is that endorsement will never stop running in any episode it is a part of, ever. This is a unique and rare benefit in digital advertising. We want everything we do to be uplifting and to encourage positive growth. And we'd love to partner with you. For more information, visit us online at StreamGrace.com or email us at support at StreamGrace.com. God bless. You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. Yes, it is time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Yes. Hi, I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. Scatter Shooting, of course, you know the program where we talk about anything. And everything. Worldly. And not of this world. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. Kind of uh, like you, Randy. Kind of. You're out of this world. Kind of. And, uh, you know, really, that kind of brings me to the first thing I wanted to talk about today. Wow. I really need to get sound effects ready for this show. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, you do. Because there's something at least mysterious going on. I don't know if it's otherworldly. I know what you're going to tell me. Ask well, me about. Well, I was just going to say, you know, let's see how... I'm, I'm writing it down. How far along the same track are we on here? Okay. This, so, what do you think? Okay. Just so all of our listeners know, I literally have no idea what you're going to say, but I felt it in my guts. You are going to ask me about the monolith that showed up in Utah, weren't you? <laughs> yes. And for proof, Ding, 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 look, ding. Right here, I have I'm some info, and not only Utah, the Utah monolith, but they there's one in Romania now. Seriously, do, 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 do. Like yes, it, that's right there. In the, oh, uh, okay. Read this out, let because this is what I don't know. I know about the Utah thing, but let's. Oh uh, my and the, gosh, and the Utah thing's not there anymore. Exactly, which makes this even more exciting. Tell me, I don't even know. This is my news too. Uh-huh. Well, yes, here here it is, hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. Cue the X Files theme. Do we have that? Well, we have. That's close enough. Oh, yeah. I also cued that, too. (laughs) Okay. The uh, monolith mystery has deepened. Less than two weeks after authorities stumbled across a mysterious metal object standing freely in the Utah desert, and just days after it disappeared, a similar monolith has been reported nearly halfway around the world. Residents in the Romanian city of mm, say they have, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. They say they found another odd item that could have been ripped from the set of 2001 A Space Come Odyssey. Come on. Is there a picture of it? Uh, there is on the website that I was uh, getting this. Just uh, Google up uh, Romania monolith and it should be there uh the local newspaper reports that the monolith like the one discovered in utah is about 10 to 12 feet tall and apparently composed entirely of a dimly reflective metal it was reportedly found standing 
on the uh, plateau, I don't speak Romanian, uh, near an archaeological site overlooking the city. A local radio station recorded video of the purported object revealing an eye-aching sheen and looped markings along its surface. Uh, (laughs) I'm about to blow your mind. The uh, mayor of... There's breaking news. uh, On this? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, The mayor of this uh, town appears to be taking the news in stride. He says, quote, there's no reason to panic for those who think there is still life in the universe. Those who think there's still life in there. I always believe life. Like still life? Like... Uh, like the kind of artwork? Well, I think he's, still- he's meaning that, the, I don't know. He's a Romanian guy. Who knows what he means? Um, the statement was posted to Facebook after the discovery surfaced Friday. My guess is that some alien, cheeky and terrible teenagers left home with their parents' UFO and started planting metal monoliths. <laughs> wow. I don't know. He must have been drinking some really good Romanian beer. Uh, the monolith in Utah disappeared less than 10 days after officers from the, the state's Department of Public Safety first spotted it. However, my understanding is that it's actually been standing out there for like four years. Really? Yes, the Utah monolith. That's what I... I, I uh, read, and I think it's in this Another other thing. story that I have. Uh, they were no less confused by its sudden disappearance overnight Friday. An adventure photographer, though, says he spotted four men dismantling the structure. Hmm. That's according to the New York Times, so take that for what it's worth, the New well. York Times. And there was no word on uh, whether the men were little and green, but... You know, Uh, all that was left of the structure Saturday morning was a triangular metal piece that used to be on top and a hole where the base of the tower stood, according to the Salt Lake Tribune. The Bureau of Land Management denied uh, moving the structure, so apparently the men were not from the Bureau of Land Management. As for the monolith in Romania, uh, while uh, there were no answers, the mayor said he had no answers himself. He would not be upset if the newfound mystery happened to attract tourists well, yeah. <laughs> to his city. He said, quote, beyond the conspiracy theories that can be tempting, I'd like to see this randomness as further proof that our city is special for the earthlings and mm. maybe not only earthlings well the quasi breaking news okay because it was posted 20 hours ago on fox uh fox's article about this um is they found ballots uh, for uh, donald trump uh not on fox's no that was be newsmax okay um or one america one of those two no on this one uh, it's also disappeared now again the romania monolith the romanian romanian monolith is wow Mm -hmm. wow Mm-hmm. So, um, wow, man. Okay, so first thing, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't believe the New York Times. Um, I'm going to stop the sentence there. Mm-hmm. Right. About anything, right? Um, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, but even apart from that, let's just process this for just a moment. This was one of the reasons that the land management folks in Utah didn't want to give out its location was because it was a very remote and dangerous area to even get to. Mm -hmm. They spotted it from the air while counting sheep, right? Or rams or whatever. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. So 
doing land management type uh, things. Clearly not getting rid of the fuel for fires, but because they don't do that for whatever reason. Um, So, so the idea that this thing just showed up now, the been there for four years thing, that's, that's news to me. I didn't know that, but yeah, that's in, uh, uh, this is what I want to know. How do they know it's been there for four years if they just discovered it? Well, because maybe the Utah monolith was a non-magnetic metallic pillar that stood for about four years in a red sandstone slot canyon in northern San Juan County in Utah. Nine and a half feet tall was made of metal sheets riveted together in the shape of a triangular prism. Hmm. It was unlawfully placed on public land between July and October of 2016. In November 2020, state biologists discovered it during a helicopter survey of wild bighorn sheep. Right. That's what it was. So uh, I'm trying to find out. Uh, that's weird. If you know it's been there for four years and they say between this time and this time, yeah. it's not between this time and this time. When did you first discover it? That's silly. That doesn't make any sense. Fake hmm. news. That's all I can go with. Cause yeah. I mean, if you know that is, if you, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, now the Utah film commission has said to their knowledge, the monolith was not part of any, uh, film, film production or TV show or, uh, it's from Cowboys and aliens. You remember that movie? Cowboys and aliens. Yeah, there that we was, go. uh, Daniel Craig's, um, break between bond movies uh this also says the object was compared to works by artist john mccracken who lived in the southwest <sighs> desert is that what they mean by release the mccracken no that's the something different <laughs> just the kraken i <laughs> uh, believe to be in the existence of extraterrestrials and expressed an interest in leaving behind a piece of artwork in the desert that's interesting this mm-hmm. john mccracken guy the object resembled the metallic monoliths McCracken made and was described as nearly identical to McCracken's fair by New York gallery owner David Zwerner, who displays the work. This uh, statement was subsequently re- retracted by Zwerner spokesman, who said that it was more likely created by another artist paying homage mm. to McCracken. So I'm looking at the uh, picture of the Romanian one. Um, this, you know, it reminds me of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when all the uh, dolphins left and said so long and thanks for all the fish. Hmm. These monoliths must have been around and like, all right, we've watched 2020 long enough. We're out of here. So long. And thanks for all the fish. Well, I find it, I, I just find it interesting. I mean, I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't really believe it, it, certainly not at this point, that it was actually aliens or that sort of thing. I think it was just some, you know, maybe it was that artist that put it up in Utah. It's interesting, you know, the people who took it down, I don't know. Right. You know, and maybe they, maybe they took it down because it started to generate a lot of attention and you know maybe you know they were afraid hey you know this is a really isolated area it can be a dangerous area and somebody could we don't want somebody to get killed isn't out here that looking the at, point of leaving something behind to generate lots of attention i don't know 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe not. I mean, the guy may, you know, if it was this McCracken artist, you know, maybe he thought, you know, I'll just put it out there. I, you know, I don't know. It's really uh, cool. I'm going to say that. I mean, it's a really neat thing. It's weird that it vanished. It's weird uh, about the Romanian one because I hadn't heard about that and I'm excited about it, but it's gone now too. So you've got to think like, I don't know what you got to think. I guess well, I haven't heard you know. that there's a new uh, version of uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey coming out. I this mean, is, this would be a really isn't it? this would be a really great little publicity stunt. You know, we had 2021, 2000, <laughs> 2021: A Space Odyssey. Exactly. There you go. Because we had 2001: A Space Odyssey, and then 2010. Yes, yeah. 2010 uh, with uh, Roy Scheider mm-hmm. uh, in it, and that was kind of the that was the sequel to 2001 and so i mean maybe i mean it would be an interesting you know because all of a sudden now people are talking about this and then maybe here in a few months you know we'll see there's a movie 2021 a space odyssey and you know what good on them for that if that's what they did also dang it i want this to be aliens but um (laughs) all right so so you're talking about the you know we're talking about this movie now and uh before we went live i was doing a reagan impression because that's what we do. Well, before we go on, that's it, Nancy. Well, well, Nancy. <laughs> he always said, "Well, Nancy." That's that's yes. what he says. Well is definitely his thing. Yes. So that's when you informed me about a movie uh, about Reagan. Yeah, and, and and really, that I don't I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, there, you know, Guthrie and and Oklahoma, you know, there, there are more and more movies and some TV things being shot here in the state than we've ever had, really, and uh, this movie about ronald reagan uh was filming some scenes in guthrie recently and it stars dennis quaid nice as president reagan well uh and he actually talked to me i i, I heard him he was on uh, lee matthews uh, show on ktok here in oklahoma city recently and they talked about that a little bit and uh and 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 dennis quaid you know gave a well <laughs> And he sounded a lot like uh, the, the the former president, and uh, so. Huh. But you know, I didn't. I wasn't able to listen long enough to you know if, if, if this was something that kind of goes through a, a lot of his life, or you know, just the presidential years, or maybe you know the years actors, you know, the before that. Yeah, yeah. you got but, a lot uh, of time to cover in Reagan's life. He yes. did a bunch. You know where I loved him the most as governor of California. I really liked him as our US president, but man, he had some fire as the governor of California. When they were doing all of the uh uh civil unrest stuff and right. and you know, social justice's yeah, first in the first lap around uh, the United States. He was he man, he those reporters were doing much the same that they do today. Um and he just yell right back at them, get in their face and but he, you know, well, I'll tell you right, you know, he just got loud. You know, it's interesting. You bring up that, you know, the media and, and how they treat you know, different people. You know, for the last four years, yeah. you know, they've been going at uh, Donald Trump with, you know, flamethrowers, basically. And and Trump stands up there, you know, and when, when he's had, you know, news conferences, he's cut back on those now. He hasn't spoken. And, uh, you know, if I were him, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he would stand up there for half hour, hour longer uh, and just take questions being hammered uh, at him, all kinds of things and follow up questions and you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, Joe Biden, he had a he had a 
brief, I think I think there was one question that was tossed at him the the other day, <laughs> and it was and it wasn't about uh, COVID nineteen, his plan to take care of that. It wasn't about the economy. It wasn't about. It wasn't even a question about you know because he's starting to name people that he's going to have on his cabinet. It wasn't about that. No, it was, uh, Mr. President Elect. How's your foot? Mm-hmm. How's your foot? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still trying to get it out of my mouth. <laughs> wow, there oh, that was that was Reagan. I you really said no, that. you t- I can't you do a that, Biden, but it was like, that but that's where it is. I'm still trying to get it out of my mouth. But you know, that's the question. You know, nothing about any of this. How's your foot? Right. And then I remember the famous incident back before the election when he and his, I think his granddaughter, I think, you know, they were a photo op at some ice cream stand. (laughs) And this is in the middle of all kinds of things, of course, going on. And the question that was shouted out, what flavor did you get? Yeah. You know, and he answers back, vanilla and chocolate. We call it black and white. That was his answer. No Hmm. follow-up question. No, why would you? I'm like, okay. So (laughs) I would say since the election's over, we can move on, but it's not over, I guess. (laughs) It's not over till it's over, as uh, Yogi Berra once said. And, uh, you know, there's still, you know, and, and, and this is interesting, too. You know, we're hearing now, you know, about more and more people who've come forward and have signed affidavits, Yep. which, you know, if they're lying about this, it's perjury, it's a felony. Yeah. You know, they, they could, they could face prison time in this. So, I mean, it's not like you're just going out there willy nilly, uh, you know, saying, well, I'll just make some stuff up and no. You know, when you, you know, come forth with a signed affidavit, a statement of saying, this is what I saw and here's what I, when I saw it and what all was going on. And, as you know, you're going through the court process, the legal process here. And uh, if you're found not to be telling the truth, you could be charged. Like you said, you could be charged with perjury. Right. But. Not just one or two people. There are Thousands. several, <laughs> several people have come forward yeah. with all of this, talking about what they saw and how upsetting it was. But, you know, there were even we bad congressional hearings about this now that the mainstream media has basically ignored. And uh, I just find it, you know, when you hear some of these things of what was going on and you're just like, oh, my God. Now, whether there ends up being enough to change the outcome of the election, I'm going to say I doubt it. Even if there is, it's going to be covered up somehow. I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's that that's where we that's where we are. Do these you days. hear did you hear about the We the People convention in uh, Akron, Ohio? And no. There? Mm. They are calling for the president to declare a state of martial law and uh, force a revote to to hold the new election because of all the irregularities. Tea Party members are doing it. It's you know the interesting thing about about all of this is we are well past the precipice. 
and now we're just plummeting down the mountain side in the Cadillac that's on fire. Mm-hmm. 72. Right. 72 Big, Cadillac. 72. Yeah. Ca- convertible. Oh, yeah, there you go. Good. Convertible so we can jump out. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. You just jumping out of a convertible. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so this is now the new the new thing and and basically what they're they're laying out is like look this is when you when you can no longer trust judges to act in a nonpartisan way what do you do now the problem with all of it is i mean what i don't i would love to say i don't think it's going to happen but i'm kind of like you know what it's probably going to be what happens i mean what do you do with that i you know i i don't know and and i and i also don't know where that would land you as far as the country's concerned well you, i think right. it's, it's it's really at, at this point it is divided i mean there is a huge gap yeah and you know that's i, I don't know that we're going to be able to get Here, that back here's and, the crazy reality and this was a rasmussen poll i think or somebody took this poll but um the people who supported trump very 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 few we're talking a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent voted for Trump reluctantly, period. Like, they're excited, right? So he's got roughly 70 million people in the country who's like, yep, Trump's my man. Um, But well over half of the people who voted for Biden did it very reluctantly because they voted against Trump. They don't like Biden yeah. at all. The progressives hate Biden. Well, you know what? And they're they're hating on him more and more oh, because yeah. you know what? You know, what, what did we hear... Before the election, you know, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were right. talking about, oh, you know, we're going to get this. And Bernie was going to get a cabinet oh, post dude, yeah. and Liz He's Warren already... was going to be a cabinet member and Biden's going to do know. all this kind of stuff. Him and... moving forward like this is dumb because it's actually playing into the hands of Trump and or anybody will say that are never Bidens <laughs> who are who are basically going no he's this is we're not going to do this anymore this is it's over we're going to do something drastic because now if you've got half the country who's on board with Trump he's already got half the nation right. for him right. so that's not even going to work out and now Biden only has about half of what's remaining who are actually for him that's an outnumbered scenario right so we have a president elect possibility because he's not officially that at all, um, who only about one-third of the nation kind of likes him. And that's probably a big stretch. Well, you know, you, I, I think you know a lot of people, if you're really paying attention, you don't really know quite exactly what he's... I mean, he's not been really asked any questions. No. Other than what, what flavor ice cream did you get and how's your foot? He did not campaign... And brought right. in 12 million more votes than Obama. Right. And so right there, doesn't that kind of give you an idea that, well, maybe something's not right here? Yeah. Because, uh, I, yeah. And um, so I don't know. I, I, and and I, I just don't see how. And I've talked to some people who voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. And uh, I haven't found anyone or the people that I talked to that really liked him, you know, that thought, yo, I think he's going to be great. You know, most of it was, well, we got to get rid of Trump. I just, yeah, (laughs) that I just didn't like Donald Trump. And I, and so my question then was, well, did you not, you didn't like Donald Trump 
personally or or you didn't like some of you know his policies and things like that mm. well, i didn't really like him personally well what about his policies well you know some i agreed with but then there's some that i that i just didn't uh, at all you know and some people would bring up the caged children along the border and i would say um you you realize that that's not a Donald Trump thing. Right. That was an Obama thing. <gasps> what? Yeah. You're lying. Oh. No, actually, no, I'm actually not. And uh, and plus, you know, I was like, and it's a law that's on the on the books. I mean, he's just saying that, hey, we need to enforce the law. And uh, and, you know, people I would say and a couple other things, you know, and they would just be shocked, you know, that really? And I'm like, uh, yeah, really? About that and various other things. And so I, I think it all boils down to that a lot of the people that voted for Joe Biden just thought they just didn't really like President Trump. They thought he was rude and obnoxious and whatever, which a okay. lot of that's true. And And I said, you know what? I, I didn't like that part either. Mm-hmm. However, I really liked the policies that he's put into place. Mm-hmm. And uh, do I wish that he, you know, wouldn't uh, insult the people and all like this, or fire off various things on Twitter or whatever? Yeah, I wish he wouldn't do that. But I understand right. why he's doing it. Well, he and is for a the most part, I human. agree. Nancy Pelosi yeah. is an idiot. Yeah, and the, the the fact and it it drives people on the other side nuts that he would have the audacity to actually think it. I mean, to say, say it. it, they yeah. probably think it also. Oh, she's a moron. But you know, they're they're not going to say it because I, you know it's just not uh, calling her a moron is actually the nicest thing you could say because honestly, if she's just an idiot. Well, then at this point, you can't really hardly blame her for the for the policy ideas. If she's not an idiot, she's evil. Her policy approach is her people would believe that. I I guess I'm just saying it's nicer to say she's an idiot. So I had a very scary conversation the other day for Nancy Pelosi. That would be scary. No, I had a conversation with a 20 year old, 20 year old female. And it was interesting how it started. And I'll keep that part of it out. But it was not contentious at all. But she talked about um, she how much she loved AOC, and uh, she's from Oklahoma and everything. So generally surprising in general, just because it's a conservative area. Right. But she she says uh, she said, "Oh my gosh, I love AOC." I said, "Okay, well, what do you, what do you love about her?" And she said, oh, "She just cares so much about educating young people." And 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 I I said, "Okay, well, what's something that you like? Like, what's one of her ideas that you really right. like?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get a single one of those. Yeah. Um, so so then, you know what? She it just, is scary. It is. Well, and here's the worst part of it. So then she goes on. She says, I just, man, I wish she would. Because she said, I mean, I just, you know, I didn't vote for Trump. I voted, or I, I, did, I voted against Trump, I, you know, whatever, however she worded it. But she was rallying her friends to make sure and vote. And the she couldn't tell me an issue she cared about, right? Yeah. And so I thought, well, this is bad. I said, well, let me ask you some questions. I said... I mean, um, when when I finally dug down to it, it really came down to the federal government, what she would want to do to help people who are needy. 
And I said, so what you're saying is, and, and a good example was she's talking about going to college and, uh, and we may have already talked about this. I feel like I've, I've had this conversation with a couple of people. Anyway, she's talking about going to college and she said she wanted to spite her parents and go to college because this, that, and the other. And I said, okay, well, uh, that's a bad reason to go to college. <laughs> I think you can go to college, but, but so are, you know, you paying for it? And she goes, well, no, she was mad because of, uh, the policy, which she blamed on Trump because why wouldn't you, uh, that because she blames on Trump because she's, um, at 20 years old, she still had to qualify for certain government help. She has to be 24 and that's Trump's fault. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, you know, she talked about losing her rights as a woman to vote. That was one of the things she said. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, no, no, no. Losing her. Yeah, she said, I need. I want someone in office who's not trying to take away my rights. And I said, what rights are being threatened right now? Well, if there's anybody taking away I rights, know, it's the Democrats. But that's the, my point in saying all of this is she only gets this because she's following AOC on Twitter. Right. And so she loves to educate people. And I said, listen, let me just help you with this. There's not one single pending case or any words of litigation of any type with an effort to remove a woman's right to vote with an effort. I mean, I went down this huge list. I said, your rights are not being threatened. This is a lie to scare you so that you'll vote for her. But I said, here's the deal. You still haven't told me one thing she's able to, or you think she's going to do that's good. And then she talked about basically paying for people's college. She talked about all those things. And I said, how do you feel about giving the government 80% of what you make? And it, and it'd be higher for some, but I said 80%. She said, well, if it's going to do this, it's going to be helpful. I said, all right, let's, let's, let's think about this. So you're good with like, if you just made a hundred dollars, give me 80. In fact, I, I started to say this, I'll tell you what I'll do. Let's do this. Give me 80% of your money and I will make sure all your needs are met. Emphasis on needs. All your needs will be met and I am going to clean up. But you won't have to think about anything. Yeah. Because that's really what she's getting at. And if I mean, that's after the government takes their cut. I would still clean up because meeting her needs means, oh, you don't need new shoes. You don't need to eat out here. You don't. How many things do you not need to do? Right. And in and in some ways, some of that is happening right now. Right this second. Absolutely. Right this second. The government in some states telling people, you know what? You don't need to eat out. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to that restaurant. You don't need to even eat outside at that restaurant. Yeah. So we're going to prevent you from doing that. Now, a lot of this is happening in, you know, places like California and Oregon. And you can't even go to the beach. You know, can't go to the beach in California. You know, the bustling metropolis of Choctaw City Council just voted yesterday to start fining people for not wearing their masks. Really? Yeah. It's reached rural America. Now, it, in what situations? To find people all without. public situations period so if you're outside i i don't know if they did the outside but maybe i don't think so but if you're in a in a structure and you're not wearing your mask it's a 25 dollars fine the first time all the way up to 250 for different offenses if you're a business that does not enforce it they'll take your your ability to be a business i don't know, remember what they called it but they're going to keep the suspend your ability to operate business there in choctaw wow and I this not... is what i want to say to choctaw okay suspend it what do you think is going to happen? That business will move to some place that can make money. That would be my guess. And then say goodbye to your tax revenue. It is ridiculous what's happening here, dude. 
it's ridiculous. And, you know, I was having this conversation with my wife because I do, I get so upset. We've talked about this before. I get so frustrated with this whole deal and I don't care. I don't care if you think I'm a heartless person who doesn't care about other people because anyone who knows me knows that's absolutely not true. What I do care about is the fact that someone's going to force on me something that's fictional, not the disease. The disease is not fictional. The result of the disease is the, the level of scare is why? Because it's all control. Like we've said before, what politician has ever come out and said, oops, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Never happened. Not going to happen. Oh, maybe once or twice it's happened, but all that's ever happened is excuse after excuse after excuse. And so in this whole conversation, I'm sitting here going, dude, you want to keep doing this? I will go somewhere that doesn't do it. And this is how the country ultimately becomes divided because there are going to be municipalities and communities that think along my lines and people will go there. And be a part of those worlds. It's called a division of economy. As that division of economy happens and people just go, no, I'm not going to shop there anymore because now you some people, they boycott because of a principle. Right. When you literally have to physically do something that you don't want to do to shop somewhere, that's called a deterrent and you will go somewhere else. That is much more powerful than any kind of principled boycott. Right. I mean, it just is look at the mass exodus from California. These people are lots of principled people, but they're finally going, no, I'm just not going to do this anymore. <laughs> right. And they're leaving. Right. And they're leaving for a variety of reasons. Oh, in, yeah. In places like California and New York, some of which you're talking about and others just, you know, the rising tax rates. Well, right. and, yeah, all of those you things. You know, various other things. It's all that government are, that are driven. Going on. But yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's all it's all government driven. And people are just, you know, finally deciding, you know what? Yes, it can be a nice place to live. Mm-hmm. However, I'm done. Yeah. I, it, the sun shines in other places, too. Man, and, that's the uh, truth. So it, it, you think about it like, so I am currently uh, and actively trying to get out of this, but I am currently the Homeowners Association president here in my neighborhood. And, you know, my approach is this. Every, nobody wants to pay more homeowner dues. Nobody does. I don't want to. So I'm just putting it out there. Okay, well, here's what you you guys want all of these things, but you don't want to pay for it. So you guys pick and choose. Here's what everything costs. Vote on it. I don't care. And I really don't because I don't care. I don't care if the lawn's mowed in the front because I'm not moving. I'm not concerned about my property value. (laughs) It can plummet. I don't want it to plummet. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, and mowing a lawn is not going to, you know, here's what I look at it. You've got people, we pay these contracts, right, to have the lawn mowed. You know what? I tell you what, guys, if you lower my contract, then come out every 10 days instead of every seven. Is that three days of growth going to make somebody not sell a house? No, no, it's not. So why would we pay? You know, let's find that sweet spot. Anyway, point is, if I'm California, I keep raising my taxes, raising my taxes. It's not working. And let me just help any other politician out there. It's never worked. Not going to work. It just does not work because when people... People, when you raise taxes to get more money from the wealthy, the wealthy have ways of getting out of those taxes. They don't pay them. So all that happens is the middle class has to pay them. They get poor. They When they get poor, they get less money. When they get less money, they pay less taxes. It's not hard. I didn't even go to school for this. Right. It's not hard. And the fact is, is that when you lower taxes, you just tell them, hey, yeah, the beaches are going to look crappy. You know why? Because we don't have the money to pay for it. Or you'll find, and then, you know what may actually happen? Nonprofits, community action people will come out and actually take care of their community for a change. And then what we might find out, Randy, and this will be scary, we don't need the government. (laughs) 
You're going to fight a war because someone's threatening us? Great. We appreciate that. That's where it ends. I'm fine. Of course, you know, you know me. Yeah. I'm a 20 law guy. Yeah, you are. 10 for the feds, 10 for the states. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I just, uh, you know, every day something new happens that you're just thinking, I can't believe this is going on. But then the fallback position on that is, well, it's 2020. Exactly. That's what everybody says, right? Of course, uh, for one more month, and then it's all going to be uh, worse. Uh, more than likely. It's probably not going to be all sunshine and roses once we get to 2021. For you Bible people out there, this is the first of seven years of crap, so just be ready for it. We can talk off air if you're interested. All right, oh. so, um, well, we can talk on air if you're interested, but um, but this was all sparked because I was asking about Reagan and movies, and I wanted to ask you if you knew this. Um, the the Cox Center downtown is that still moving forward? They're going to turn that into a soundstage stuff. As far as I know, yes, I think uh, that's pretty cool. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it is. It's very exciting. It's a great use for that oh, it's building perfect. because perfect. Uh, you know the new convention center is uh, up uh, now, and uh, if we ever are able to have conventions again i know you know that would be just our luck you know you build an almost 300 million dollar facility and you can't have any conventions anymore right but hopefully with the you know the vaccines that are coming out hopefully they'll work and and things will be back to some semblance of normal here in a, in a few months so you can start doing that and then uh, and the great thing really uh, about the cox center you know when when People go out and try to build new sound stages. And, you know, it used to be Hollywood mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent, New York is where all of that stuff happened. Well, now Atlanta has become a really big uh, area. And then uh, in other uh, uh, across the border, Vancouver, Canada, Toronto, Canada has also been really big. Dallas has done a lot of things. You know, the the old show Walker, Texas Ranger was mm-hmm. shot entirely on location in Dallas. Uh, and they, they for Walker, they took a, a warehouse building, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, a, a typical warehouse where, you know, whatever was stored in there. But they didn't have a whole lot of uh, infrastructure uh, in there, like what you would need with a soundstage. Right. And then, so it was up to the production company and uh, to, uh, you know, they got some help from the city of Dallas, or I forget if the Walker Sound, I've been there years ago, but it may have actually been just outside Dallas. Maybe it was in Irving, but anyway, some uh, help there to to get some things in there because, you know, you had to have a... uh, big uh, air conditioning heating system and a lot of more power than what was in there to power all the lights and all right. the every, everything you, that you would need well all of that it's already there already there mm-hmm. at the cox center you know because you're taking a convention center yeah and turning it into sound stages and so the cox center has all, this whole big area where you know they could have one massive sound stage or they could have several smaller ones mm-hmm. in the exhibition area exactly of the cox center where they would you know normally have all of their yeah. convention type stuff you've got an arena in there if you need that or you can just get rid of a lot of that and change things around but 
They could shoot the, the Titanic in there. They could do, yeah, they could do all kinds of things uh, in there. But they've already got the, they've already got a professional uh, uh, commercial kitchen mm-hmm. in there, which you would need, you know, to feed the actors and crews and you know all that kind of stuff. And the uh, HVAC system is already there. All of the electric is already there. The modifications would be relatively minimal compared to a normal warehouse or building something from scratch. Yeah. And I believe it's going to be called uh, Prairie Surf Studios. Yep. That's right. Uh, and uh, as far as I know, yeah, it's, uh, it is coming along and they've been in talks with some people and there's, and we're getting, you know, more and more movie opportunities here and would probably get more and more if we had something like what's going to be put in at, at the Cox center, because here in Oklahoma city, you already have a lot of video crews because of, and a lot of that, it began of course, with OU and OSU Mm -hmm. and the advent of, you know, ESPN and Fox sports and all that kind of stuff, because they would tend to hire local people to do football and basketball games and that kind of stuff. And then when the thunder came to town, even more of that yeah and so a lot of the a lot of the crews especially for fox sports oklahoma which regularly of course does thunder games to a lesser extent espn tnt but for especially fox sports oklahoma for the most part those are local people yeah they that are, are are doing it running the cameras and running audio and and directing the shows and producing and stuff like that espn and tnt when they come into town they bring a lot of their own people but they have also hired oklahomans too right uh, uh, the uh the uh oklahoma folks get those jobs as well and so you have a ready base uh, here of certain professionals who are already able to do that kind of stuff and so it's uh it would be a win-win for sure type of situation so i think a lot of people are excited about that so notable movies recorded here uh rain man with rain man, uh, yes dustin hoffman and such twister of course twister uh and for sure. uh they they were weak and not were uh where wakita wakita yeah i knew it was like your town yes but not your town yes <laughs> Um, it's one of those W towns. It was a W town. So, both in the election and um, in oh, the I, name. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and there have been there have been several others, and there are a couple of big budgets and big budget movies. You know, Martin Scorsese is still working. I, I think that's still in the planning stages up in northeastern Oklahoma. Hmm. The true story, and I, gosh, I can't remember that, but it's like the. Uh, killer of the flower moon oh yeah uh, of course. you know that story well you could just I don't know that just story. google it up and uh, but it's a it's based on a true story and it takes place in northeastern oklahoma and they're hmm. coming in to to do uh that and it's, it's got like fargo <laughs> big stars it's a little in it. town and yeah uh did i ever tell you about the time i i stumbled upon a movie set in oklahoma no this was crazy so a buddy of mine uh, he's actually my insurance agent, uh, so shout out to uh, Wheeler Whitlock uh, Insurance, if that's still what it's called. I think it is. So anyway, he and I were riding motorcycles, and it was in the evening. We were going down 63rd Street out on the uh, north side of town and from the east, so it was real rural out there until you get downtown, you know. So we're driving, and and uh, we we had noticed there's they had blocked off this road and had all sorts of construction vehicles and trailers and stuff for a couple of weeks. Cause it was kind of a normal trek we would take with the motorcycle. 
and never knew what was going on. And then there was this gas station on the corner and it was, I believe at the corner of Midwest Boulevard and 63rd and uh, just a tiny little abandoned gas station. I thought, Oh, someone bought that. They're kind of refurbing it. (laughs) That's what we thought, you know? And then it was evening one time and this guy stops us a mile before somebody at the intersection with a yellow coat at 10 o'clock at night, little weird stops us. And he's talking to my buddy. I'm not, you know, we're on motorcycles. It's not really easy to hear. And he, he said, Hey, they're, they're filming a movie down here. Um, we can't go this way. And so he just is holding this for a second. The guy gets on the radio and goes, okay, no, you guys are good. All right. So we go down to that next mile and, and sure enough, man, they've got this gas station. You can see like blood on the window, crazy, creepy lights blinking and flashing. Well, my buddy, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that's like, well, I mean, once in a lifetime thing. So we get to that intersection where well, he turns right up into the gas station like he's he just <laughs> goes right up in there and somebody's i don't remember somebody stopped him and and he was friendly you know he's a friendly guy so he just like oh hey man what's going on here you guys <laughs> and so anyway he got the skinny on it and he said uh he told me the name of the movie when he got back he said yeah they're making a movie i'm like you're kidding and then looking at it i'm like well that makes sense you know um so the movie was a movie called splinter which was a horror sci-fi thriller. The whole movie took place at that gas station for all intents and purposes. Um, so I looked for it forever, right. To try to figure out, you know, when it was coming out, I actually bought it on a pay-per-view through cable in 2008. Wow. And it starred Jill Wagner as the main, uh, protagonist female. And Jill Wagner was made famous for me in, the uh, American adaptation of the Japanese game show Wipeout. Okay. So, anyway, that was my experience with a movie set. Well, you know, we started the show talking about the monoliths and and some personal news uh, for me. Yes. I had kind of a big event. It was supposed to happen last week. It's that time. And uh, it ended up uh, happening this week. I got a new phone. Randy got a new phone. Yes. There's some really good deals out there. And my, my phone, which was an upgrade over the, the, you know, the stone age phone that I had before. And and when I, when I got that one, I thought, Oh man, that was just a telegraph at that point. Right. The phone that I had, (laughs) right. Or maybe stone tablets, something like that. But then I got the other one, about three years ago, and I thought, oh, man, you know, I'm into the 21st century now. I can do all kinds of things. Right. And as cell phones do, you know, they degrade over a period of time. And after, you know, three years, the battery life was not nearly as good as what it had been. Things were moving kind of, it was like Uncle Joe from Petticoat Junction. Right. Moving kind of slow, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. And so, and, you know, this time of year, you know, there's some really good deals out there. And I, I thought, you know what, I just, I need to get a new phone. And I looked at a few things and I thought, and then I, I thought, man, this is, this is just really too good to turn down. So don't, don't, don't show it yet. Don't show it yet. Okay. Okay. So just so everyone knows, I, you and I've talked about this for a long time. Yeah. Like, cause I've been thinking about, you've been know, thinking about it for yeah, a long time. Yeah. Yeah couple months i guess and you have been an android guy for a long time right yes your phones were samsung's and such 
And well, not Samsung. I, it was an LG, and oh, then yeah. there was something else. You know, uh, but they're all Android I don't know, phones. Joe and Dave, Joe something and like phone, that, right? Yeah. Um, I did. I did uh, though. I, I still do have an, an iPad. Yeah. That uh, came from when you know we started uh, up with the Inside Thunder, InsideThunder.com. Yeah. I had an iPad. Still have it. The same one. That's fantastic. So I need to get See, a new one of those. What did, well, right. But man, doesn't that speak to the longevity of said devices? Well, you know, in my iPad, uh, it's. I mean, it's kind of slow uh, as well. But my, my guess is it won't even update to the latest software. No, it will not. Yeah. It will not update to the latest software. But what I use it for nowadays, which is basically watching Netflix or a ball game or something like that, it's great. I mean, the picture quality, I mean, it is still top notch or at least what I'm sure, you know, the new one, it's, you know, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but for Just what don't I'm, look on this side of the desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's still... But it is time for me to because it's only got 16 gigs of memory, as you know, and you know some of the ones out there now, 128 or 256 or a terabyte or you know what the heck ever. Yeah. So I need to do that. But and then my cell phone that I had uh, was an LG, uh, which you know, I mean, when I got it, it was it did everything that I needed it to do, and then some. You just so you know, but, the tech on your iPad is is. Uh, nine years old almost to be 10 years old now there you go because it was 2011 when that when that ipod came out uh but my uh the cell phone that i had well actually still have uh only had 16 gigs of memory Mm -hmm. and so you know when you're in this day and age you're trying to you know save photos and stuff like that and put apps on it i mean uh, you know it can only go so far you know Mm -hmm. you'd have to sometimes delete things to put something else on there so but yes i've been an android person uh, except for the ipad which and i'm glad that i had that because i could kind of go both worlds there you know and uh so so my question to you is what'd you get (laughs) well let me see i'll hold it up and see if you can tell oh i'm so happy to see that right there wow you went you went full tilt boogie. Well, not Oh wait, that's no, two lenses. Not full tilt. Pretty close uh, though. Boogie. Look at that beautiful thing. Yes. Yes, it's an iPhone 11. It's not an iPhone 11 Pro yeah. Max and it's not an iPhone 12. Yeah, it doesn't have it just has the two lenses yeah. instead of the three. Just, <laughs> I like that. It just has two lenses right. on the back and And uh but I, I was kind of going back and forth between the as I think I told you between the iPhone 11 and the Samsung S20 FE which are very similar and when you read things you know with people comparing one versus the other because they basically cost the same right and uh you know a couple of reviews i had was well in in this area the samsung is just a titch better in this area the iphone 11 is just a titch better and you know it kind of go back and forth like that so really they were pretty darn close yeah, but ever they, uh, but a lot of them agreed that the camera system on the iPhone 11 better than the Samsung. Hmm. Uh, and you S20 use that a FE. lot, and you do and, use and, that a lot. and especially coming up is my son's getting married uh, in 2021, and uh, so I was thinking, and there, you know, other various things going on, whether it's personally or 
you know, if we ever get back into a situation where you can get back into an arena or a football stadium to be able to do some of the things that, you know, that camera can do on the iPhone 11, I, I just thought. And plus, it was a great deal mm-hmm. because we're going to right now, Apple has a couple of deals and I went with uh, AT&T. They have some deals too. And basically this phone, which, you know, retails for $700, I got for 450. That's fantastic. And uh, because of the of the uh, deals that they have. Yeah. And so I you know and I I was like really and I I've, I've been a non-contract I'm probably getting off into the weeds here for uh, stuff. But anyway, a non-contract thing because I was like, "Ah, hey, you know, you just pay as you go." Yeah. But uh and it was a a, a fairly big name for you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I thought, you know, because as it, with most of those type carriers, not one of the big two or big four, whatever there are, mm-hmm. you know, they're renting space off the towers of AT&T and Verizon, basically. Right. And so, as you would expect, AT&T and Verizon give priority to their own customers. Sure. And so I thought, well, let me go with one of the, big ones and i ended up uh, going with at&t because they were i mean you know a little bit cheaper like mm-hmm. five bucks basically but i mean you know hey five bucks is five bucks buddy right. boy and plus <laughs> they had the deal where you know my iphone uh you know you get on the contract and i'm basically paying 15 dollars for that yeah so basically for the way i look at it for t- basically 20 dollars a month more than what i was paying Mm -hmm. for my previous service i am getting not only now at&t service but the new phone yes an iphone 11 and that'll probably be paid off in two years on that deal right yeah Yeah. so here's what i'm going to say congratulations to you getting the iphone uh as most of you who would know me, I am—I wouldn't call myself an Apple fanboy, but I appreciate what Apple does, and and they definitely are uh, work best for me. And here's one of the things: I, I was a PC guy for years and years and years, and I hated the propaganda that Apple put out. Still hate the propaganda they put out. In fact, every time they put out a new product, I always talk about the propaganda film, and that's how I refer to it because it's full-on propaganda. But you cannot deny the fact that their products last. They so last a long time. I bought an iPad mini from a friend that is the same tech that's in your iPad Mm -hmm. that you have. Um, And I bought it for 50 bucks. And the reason I bought it is in great shape. I mean, it looks brand new. I bought it. It can't update. It can't do anything. But to do what you just said, I thought, you know what? For 50 bucks in the house, I got something that I can stream music from to my speakers or whatever. Watch videos. Um it acts as a remote control for the studio if I want it to. It has so many things that I can do with it, even though I can't even install a lot of apps because right. they're they're not working, you know? Right. I've, I've had a couple of apps on my iPad quit. Yeah. You know, because they can't update, you know, to the newest version. If you think about it, it's taken 10 years yeah. to get that. I, I've, in the same way, like the computer that's powering this show right now, uh, I, just because I try different things out, I want to see where we land. This is a 2015 computer. I, I bought it as a refurb and as a 2015 little MacBook Pro 13, I've got a MacBook Pro from 2017, big one. I've got the new, I, you know, one we talked about last week, I think it was the MacBook Air. 
2020. So anyway, I, I, I like messing with all these things, but the uh, continuity between them, and I've had some Android phones in my life and, you know, Windows PCs and the kind of those flagships for the alternatives there. And I, you know, I bought one when I was in Ireland, I bought an Android um, as a kind of a burner phone because I thought I'll just get a local number to be able to call and do things. And so I bought this phone and, and yeah, it wasn't the best phone obviously because it was one that's not going to work when I came to the States. That would be a somewhat of a drawback. Yeah. But it was kind of a souvenir in my mind too. Yeah, like I here's an you. Irish phone. Sure, yeah. I bought it on the service tree <laughs> or no, I used Meteor. Oh, good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good accent. You got that. You got it down there. That's right. I can say those words. So, um, but I, I pulled it out of the box and turn it on and it's just clunky. Brand new, out of the box. It's clunky and non-responsive. And I'm like, I don't even, oh, this is, because I've been used to the iPhone world for so long. And, and Apple goes through all sorts of stuff to make sure that the user experience is amazing. That's their whole shtick. And it's logical. If the end user experience is good, you're going to sell more products. Yeah. <laughs> so Right. Right. Know. And uh, and it has been so far. I've, I've loved it uh, so far. You know, people have said, well... The screen on the uh, Samsung, you know, if you're going to, if you have them side by side, you're going to go, the screen on the Samsung is better and clearer because Mm -hmm. it's a different kind of screen than, than what the iPhone 11 is. But they say, really, you've got to have them next to each other to be able to go, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot better or that's better or whatever. Mm -hmm. When you've just got this as a standalone or for me comparing it to the one i had you know you're like wow right oh man yeah it's first time you've experienced retina display yeah and- uh, you know uh, all that and then plus it's got you know 128 gigs of memory my other phone had 16 right and so i'm thinking <gasps> what can't you do well, exactly you can and go so visit Hitler on the back side I, of the moon. There you go. Not that I would ever particularly want to do that. No, but. no, no, not Adolf, his grandson. He's a good oh, dude. Okay. He's You really, can't you can't judge a guy cuz sure he, he had no control over his great grand, great guy. I mean, I I I've just talked to him every once in a while. He does live on the back side of the moon, so okay. it's not something you can tune into a later podcast. Well, yeah, we'll tell you we'll talk about that. But no, but just this, I I mean, you know, and there's a lot of it. And fortunately, you know, there's YouTube out there now, which What's is that? What's great. YouTube? YouTube is great because, you know, hmm. used to you would and, and this, you know, it comes with a little instructional booklet, so to speak. But, you know, us guys, yeah. I mean, a lot of us guys, you know, we it came with a book. Well, it's got a little oh, like thing, a little thing. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really. It's a, not a, a big yeah. instruction manual. It's yeah. It basically says, "Hey, if you can't use this phone, hit yourself in the head with a tack hammer." Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but you know, you can go onto YouTube because there's all these videos of guys saying, "Hey, you know, here's how what you need to do with this, and here's mm-hmm. what you need to do with this, and here's how to do this, and here's some cool things you can do with the camera system, and here's some things that are kind of hidden that you might not know unless you watch this video. You might not be able to even know about." it and so you watch that and there's all kinds of stuff on there and i'm much more because i can see it right you know rather than trying to imagine it in my mind by looking at the printed word or comparing that to my phone you know i would have i would be lost yeah but with the video you can you can you're, you're like oh yeah i see that and you can just follow along you can pause it you know if you want to or go back and listen to it again and have your phone and you're going along with how they're doing it and you're okay i get that 
And so you can go there if you have any questions really about anything. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some sort of YouTube video that's I out got there. my degree on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. So. You're doctorate of YouTubeology. Absolutely. And so, uh, but yeah, so far I, uh, I absolutely love it. And, and my, my other phone, one of the reasons it would, it was so slow in texting because I talked to my kids, you know, quite a bit and, it, uh, you know, we'll talk on the phone, but we text probably more, you know, just a quick, Hey, how are you? How's your sure. day? You know, that kind of jazz. And I'm one of those guys, especially when I can, I, you know, I call them my kids are in their twenties, but I, I mean, you know, they're going to be my kids. I don't care how old they are. Right. And I'm one of those people that with them, especially, I don't delete any text messages mm-hmm. because, you know, every night, especially when they were littler than what they are now, I, I mean, I've got them all, you know, on there. And I think sometimes, you know, like on my phone, it would just slow down because I, you know, some other people that I've texted, but maybe not as many messages, I'm going to, I seldom delete anything, which is something that I need to stop doing. I need to start deleting things. Ah. Because it clogs up the works, probably, but with my kids especially. And so I would find out that it took forever, it seemed like, to bring the message thing up. Mm -hmm. And I'd send, you know, my son or my daughter a a message, and it would take forever to go. And then it had gotten to where if they or whomever was sending me a text, you know, used to, it would always ding. Hey, you've got a, hey, you've got a message. Somebody take a look. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it got to where it would only do that occasionally. And, uh, you know, and you're also, you have your little message icon, you know, which have a one or a two or right. a whatever. <laughs> you know, there were times I'd look at it and it would say, mm, I don't know why you're looking at me because I don't have anything for you, big boy. Mm. And then I would actually go into the the message and find out that I had like two texts from my daughter, one from my mm. son and somebody from one from somebody I didn't know. And I was like, so I got a bunch and would have had no idea that they were even in there had I not actually gone in and looked. And so that was another reason why, you know, I was like, man, I got to do, I got to do something here. And so now I'm, I'm all set for the next few years. I'm thinking, and plus now that I have a phone like this, I can qualify for more, you know, because there were even better deals, but the phone that I had was not because, you know, you read the, you know, it says free phone for, uh, right. And then you go into the fine print. Well, you have certain phones. Spoken like a true capitalist consumer. Yes. You got to spend money to save money. Yeah. As long as you have one of these kind of phones, (laughs) you you can get a, a new one for free or basically free. But of course the one I had did not, was not included in any of the fine print oh we're already out of time yeah, i mean you could have kept going i i just wanted to play the music we can, yeah i know no so well you know, i mean we're, time, but, we're over time okay but. <laughs> all right all right well good this one this one flew by i, know. I love talking about your phone though and i think uh, it's fun it's fun for me it's endearing to my heart uh, it's yeah I'm, I'm, next week i'll, I'll have uh, stories of uh, you know what i've actually done all right so we're out of time in fact we're burning daylight here so we gotta we gotta move on along thanks for listening to this edition of scatter shooting I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. Join us next time for more iPhone 11 adventures, and maybe (laughs) by then we'll know what the heck those monoliths were, and who knows what else. But join us for the next edition of Scatter Shooting. Well... (laughs) 